Broken Bulbs is a proud member of the Create Fine and is produced by Mecco Radio. And the quiet caught my attention. And then I realized that my eyes are closed. And I open my eyes and it's really dark around me. And something has gotten my attention. What it is, is there's a cold place in the back of my head. And I realize that that is the mud in the bottom of the lake. And I know I'm in, like, this is, this is it. This is as much trouble as a human being can possibly be in. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real, which, let's be honest, is all of us. Today, I'm joined once again by Tony Lloyd, one of my favorite guests. He previously featured on episode four, so be sure to check that out as well. Now, Tony was a Fortune 500 executive. He hosts three podcasts focusing on self-care, social justice, and social entrepreneurs. To top it off, he's a speaker and a best-selling author. But he almost didn't make it to all these successes because he found himself at the bottom of a lake as a kid. I mean, that means he he was drowning. That's coming up after the break. Real quick before we get into today's show, I'd like to invite you to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of it. We are really trying to push the show and get it out to as many listeners as possible to share the message of we all fail, we all make mistakes, and it's normal, and it's important to talk about it and learn from it. We want to see the show get to 10,000 downloads an episode before the end of the year. Let's see if we can do it. Thanks for your help. Enjoy the show. Tony Lloyd, ready to talk about one of your broken bulbs? I'm ready to go, Alex. All right. So now today we're going to talk about uh, what you learned from drowning. This sounds like a crazy experience. I did uh, watch you speak on it already. Uh, so I'm excited to, to hear straight from the horse's mouth personally and maybe ask a few questions. What happened? I just picture this. So I'm 14 and my friend is 16. My friend Tom turns to me and says, I'll race you across the lake. And when he turned to me and said this to me, it really confused me. Now, it it should have made a lot of sense that I was going to race Tom across the lake because I'm standing ankle deep in this lake and I'm looking at the shore on the other side, and Tom is, you know, 16 and muscular and Eagle Scout and all this. And, you know, me, I'm like five feet 10, 125 pounds, and about five pounds of that is pimples, right? And so I am really confused about this. And the reason I'm confused is because until this moment, I kind of considered myself to be invisible. And anyone who has ever been through junior high school knows what this feeling is like. And I was so bad as an athlete when we would go out on the uh, out on the school ground and we would pick teams for kickball or softball or whatever, and we would put everybody against the uh, wall and they would start picking kids to go on each team. The team captains they wouldn't pick me last. They just wouldn't even pick me. They would just you know like say whatever. You can play wherever you want because you're not that good at it anyway. So I really was invisible in this moment in my life. And so I felt that invisibility. And that's why it confused me when Tom asked me to race him across the lake. You know, I didn't know what else to do or what else to say. So I said, ready, go. 
And so I started running out into the water and I'm like kicking my legs up high and water's splashing over me and we're running towards the water. And Tom is very athletic. So he goes shooting by me and he gets in the water and he takes off and he dives in and he starts swimming for the other shore. And, you know, I'm, I am a self-taught swimmer. And so I am slapping the water with my hands. Tom is making these nice, smooth strokes, kicking with his legs. He's making lots of progress. He's pulling way ahead of me. And I really don't want to be humiliated too much. So I am really trying extra hard, but I am not a good swimmer. So I am just slapping and slapping the water and the water is making lots of noise and it's splashing up over my back. And, and I, you know, I splash water in my face. And I'm just kicking and kicking, going, going, going. And, and so I get out in the middle of the lake. And at some point in the lake, this thought came to me, I'm not going to reach that sure, I don't have the strength to get there. I cannot swim across this lake. So I turn around, I look behind me, and I realize I've gone too far now that I cannot reach the shore that is behind me. And so now I am in serious trouble. And so I kind of look around and I look to my right and I see the tips of some rocks that are out maybe 60 yards out to my my right. So I turn at a 90 degree angle away from the shore and start swimming for these rocks. And I'm really now at this point, I'm sort of, you know, I'm panting really loudly and, and I'm splashing the water. And at one point, like the water gets in my nose and I can smell the lake in my nose, you know, and I'm coughing and I'm choking and I'm really slapping hard. And I, it's like my arms are like rubber bands and I'm slapping the water. I'm really trying hard to reach these rocks. And when I finally reach the rocks and I reach out and I place my right hand on the first rock, it's not a rock. And what it is, it is the tip of a log that is floating perpendicular in the water. And, and so as I put my hand on this log, it just sinks beneath me. And I am in about 15 feet of water. And now I'm really in trouble. So what I did was I, I just thought to myself, well, maybe if I just put my feet on one of these logs, that the log will only sink so far and I'll be able to stand on it and I'll be okay. But when I, when I get myself vertical in the water and I put my feet on it, the log sinks and I sink and then I come back up and now I can't really get myself going again. And Tom being this great Eagle Scout, he sees me, he sees I'm in trouble. So he swims back around and he's swimming at a little distance away from me because he knows if he gets anywhere near me, I'm going to grab him and he and I both are going to go to the bottom of this lake. So he's shouting instructions and I'm slapping the water and the water's making lots of noise and I'm, you know, help me, help me. And I'm screaming and I'm coughing and, you know, and all this is happening. And all of a sudden, just like that, it is perfectly still and quiet. And the quiet caught my attention. And then I realized that my eyes are closed and I open my eyes and it's really dark around me. And something has got my attention. What it is, is there's a cold place in the back of my head. And I realize that that is the mud in the bottom of the lake. And I know I'm in, like, this is, this is it. This is as much trouble as a human being can possibly be in. And so in the bottom of the lake, in that quiet place, I made a decision. And the first decision I made was, I want to be alive. 
And so I put my foot against something solid in the bottom of the lake and I push off. And now I am swimming my way up towards the, the lighter water, which I assume is the top of the lake. And I'm swimming as the water's getting lighter as I'm going and I'm going, but I'm running out of air. And so like, as I'm approaching the surface, I think to myself, I cannot not breathe anymore. And so like I open my mouth and I'm thinking I have to suck something into my lungs, even if it's lake water. And I open my mouth and I go and I suck in a big lung full of air just as my mouth had cleared the edge of the lake. And I sucked in a little bit of lake water and I'm coughing and spewing and I'm barking, I'm breathing so hard. I'm making this sort of sort of sound. And somehow it had not occurred to me until this moment. And, and what I did was I rolled over on my back and I just sort of floated and did a little backstroke to keep me upright in the water while I sort of recovered my breath a little bit. And Tom actually had swam away. I think he was like leaving to go get help or something. And he circled back and swam up beside me. And for like the next 15 minutes or so, which felt like hours, he swam beside me and talked to me as I backstroked very, very slowly to the other shore. My hand is sort of reaching back behind me. And finally, my hand lands on a rock on the shore. And I pull myself up and I'm like shaking. And there's by now there's two or three other kids who have gathered up on the shore. They've seen the whole thing. And, and here's what I realized in that moment, that I had three things that I had to decide. So the first thing is, one, I want to live. And two, if I'm going to go through the trouble of living, which is just, it's a crazy chaotic thing that we do going through life. But if I'm going to go through the trouble of living, I want to make a difference. But then three, and this was the harder part. If I wanted to make a difference, I had to allow myself to be visible. And so, you know, when I, when I talk to crowds of people, I often have someone come up to me and say, you know, when you mentioned the thing about kickball, that was me. You know, that thing when you said you were the last one picked, that was me. That thing that you said about being invisible in the lunchroom, that was me. And so to people who find themselves to be, you know, the invisible ones, let me just encourage you, choose to live, choose to make a difference. And if you're going to choose to make a difference, the only way you're going to do that is to choose to be visible. At the end of every episode, as you know, I leave time where people can share the the ball, the idea, the thing that's working for them now. So what is it, Tony, that is working for you now and where can people find you? Uh, I'd say the thing that's working for me now is uh, that I, I'm appearing on podcasts. It was one of the decisions I made at the beginning of 2020 when I said, okay, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons in life. Uh, one of the things I have to do is be visible more in order to make a, a, a difference. So that's really working for me to, to find podcasts or speaking opportunities or other things where I can actually just show up and to just share from, from where I am. Um, so that's what's working for me right now. And if people want to know more about me, they can find me at TonyLoy.com. But the tricky bit is my last name only has one L. So it's T-O-N-Y-L-O-Y-D.com, TonyLoy.com. Excellent. Well, Tony, thank you very much once again for joining me. Thanks, Alex. 
and thank you for listening. Choose to live, choose to make a difference, and choose to be visible. I've thought about this a lot. What can I share from my personal experience that might help someone else? I mean, that's kind of what this show is all about. Special thank you to Tony Lloyd for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, including his podcasts, which I've linked down in the show notes. You can also tune in to Tony on episode four of Broken Bulbs. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the show with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of it. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Fine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.